Hello, Tony Sanders. I'm so excited. Welcome to What the Quote. You have no idea how happy I am to be here. Seriously, <laughs> I am. I've been wanting this day to happen for a while now. Listen, yes, you and me both. <laughs> it's been a long. It's it's been a long time in the making. That's true, but we're so, here now. We are, we yeah. are, and we were talking just before we got on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> and, you know, you had to be the first person on this podcast because you are the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> well, because yeah. I would have piddled and piddled and piddled, you know, piddled around, piddled around for another year if you. Um I'm if you partially had not responsible. Asked. I'm partially responsible. Okay. Like okay. a small, very, very small bump. I don't know about that. But <laughs> so to th my listeners, Tony um, so graciously um, said that he would be my coach because he is everything podcast, social media, uh, videoing, you know, <laughs> you name it, and he does it. <laughs> and so... I was so excited that he was going to hold my hand through this process. And um, in true coaching fashion, mm -hmm. at about the second, our second meeting, he says, so, you know, cause he's calm, he's cool. <laughs> he's, he's debonair, you know, <laughs> he, just, he just, he's like, so, when you gonna get started? And I'm like, ugh, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> that's that's my introduction to Tony. So anyway, Tony, it's a great introduction. <laughs> I like the little impression of me too. I'm like, okay, that's how I sound. Okay, <laughs> I love yes. it. So will you will you kind of introduce yourself to the people? Yes. Um, the short version is. I'm a storyteller. I could tell you the entire story, but nobody wants to hear the entire story. I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a storyteller. And basically what that means is I love and value uh, communication with people and trying to find different ways to communicate, not for the sake of literary consumption necessarily, but for the sake of um, motivating or inspiring people into action. And so yeah. that shows up in a way of coaching, like with Tawana, yeah. that shows up in the way of, um, you know, sales. Sometimes I do sales coaching that shows up in a way of, um, you know, stand-up comedy, which I enjoy. That shows yes. up in a way of video production. And so I look for ways to communicate with people from all different walks of life to inspire whatever action is necessary. Yes. Yeah. And he does such... A phenomenal job. And I was listening to you talk about how you've been doing videos. Mm -hmm. I know since you were three, <laughs> but since twenty six fourteen? Somewhere in there. I think 2014, 15, somewhere in there. I really started doing, especially live videos, really. Yes. Dug really, really deep into videos. Um, I was used to being on camera because my dad was the dad that recorded everything. So I can go back right now <laughs> to that. my first birthday and see who I all was there. That. And, 
you know what everyone looked like back in the back in the eighties, you know. Yes. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I really started producing video for myself for a need of of content, right? So yes. here's something that you may not know about me, Tawana. Okay, let's hear breaking it. news. What yes. what the quote is the place for breaking news, right? <laughs> Yes. So I used to I used to rap. I used to really be into music. And what? Yes, a lot. Like every day. Like I made a song a day every day for I don't even know how long. It was just it was a part of like my regimen, right? I'd wake up, I'd go to work, I'd write songs in my head at work, I'd come home and I record them. That and is crazy. after it is, it is. But after a while, it got to the point where I couldn't I couldn't find producers that were producing as fast as I was making and writing songs. So I had to learn how to produce. And so I started to, you know, produce my own music and it wasn't great, but it was good enough to give me a platform to say what I felt like I needed to say. And that's kind of what happened with video production. I had all these thoughts and these ideas that I wanted to get out to the world. And, you know, initially I started a blog, but video was a faster way for me to communicate, to get it out to people. And so when I started to do videos, I can pick up, you know, my phone and just start talking. That was a lot easier than trying to figure out the right sentence structure and workflow and grammatic, you know, that's not my thing. And so um, I did that and that made me want to pick up video editing and be more proficient at video editing, not to be the greatest editor, but yeah. to create kind of a platform for me to say the things that I wanted to say and communicate with who I wanted to communicate with. I love that. Love that. Yeah. So before I play my theme song, I'm, like, I'm loving it. I'm ready for it. That I personally sang and <laughs> produced. Okay. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I'm, listen, <laughs> I am a great student, Tony Sanders. Listen, <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put some stuff in there and I'm going to see what he says. But before I, like I play it. my theme song, I would love for you to drop a couple of bars. Drop a couple of bars. I yes. haven't rapped in a year. Come on. This, this is what I we're doing with the quote. I haven't rapped in years. <laughs> <laughs> I I was telling my uh I was telling my kids like they they listened to one of my songs before and they were like this is you and I'm like yeah because now I if it. I rap it's like the worst dad rap ever you know what I mean like it's the most simplistic like I you just don't rap, sound like Jay Z I just rap car with bar you know what I yes. mean like those are the only things that I do wrapping around the house now but when they heard like some stuff that I actually put effort into they were yes. just like whoa. This is, you know, and my daughter was like, this is, this isn't you. There's no way this is you. Wrap it right now. And I was like, I don't even remember all those words. <laughs> I wrote it, but I don't I even remember it. the words. I had to listen yes. to it a couple times. So, yeah, I, no, I haven't it. wrapped in years. It's one of, okay. I really believe it's one of those things that, uh, like most things, like most skills, it gets dull the less yeah. it's used. I and when I was at my sharpest, you know, lyrically, yeah. it was when I was writing something every single day. When I was at my best, you know, at anything, it's because I was doing it every day. Video production, my best videos came in a time of my life where literally I had set out every day to shoot, produce, wow. record something every single and post something every single day. And so like, you know, that's a that's a any skill you have to get better at it. You have to be 
continuously beating on your craft to make it something worth watching or worth listening to. Uh, so rap is not something that would be <laughs> worth listening to me. <laughs> From me right now, it wouldn't be worth listening to. <laughs> but you know what? That is why you are the master because you do it every single day. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And it makes it easier to create when you live it. You know what yes. I mean? I talk to people all the time and they always say like, well, I want to create content or I want to start a show. But I don't know what to say. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you just talk about your life and what you do every day, there's yeah. probably a lot there to talk about. But people, you know, they, they don't believe that that's enough or that people are going to be genuinely interested in it. But yeah. that's just not the case. Listeners, do you see why he makes such a great coach? This is why. <laughs> this is yet another reason why. You need Tony Sanders as a coach. <laughs> Okay, so so listen, are you mm -hmm. ready for my theme song? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Get ready. I'm ready. And with the quote, we create kindness to speak kindness, show kindness, be a kind human. Be a kind human. Be a kind human. I love that. <laughs> be a kind human. I love I just love the I love the idea and the free flowing of that. So I gotta coach a little bit, right? Absolutely. I, I would say that like your vocals need to be higher than the music bed because it's a little hard to make you out. But yeah. like I, I love the idea that it's just like free flowing and joyous and carefree yeah. and you know all the things yeah. that I know you to be just like, oh, we're just going to, you know, once you <laughs> once you like build up your mind to do it, yes. you're like, oh, we're just going to do it. We're going to have fun with it. And it's going to be yeah. free. And so, yeah, and I, and so I love being kind thing. humans. It's so funny that you say that because I had somebody helping me and um, I did have my voice louder. Okay. But when he gave it to me, he was like, hey, I made the music a little bit louder. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. So yeah, we yeah, just so, want to hear you a little yes, bit more. Absolutely. And it's, and it's not like, you know, you didn't try to do like a three minute song. You know what I mean? It's real quick. You didn't go from entrepreneur to Mariah Carey. No. Like, I was going to do, you know what I mean? A it's little. Yeah, I like it. It's over before you know it. Right. It's over before <laughs> you. <laughs> you just start listening, and then it's like, she's finished? Yep. Yes. <laughs> I am finished. I am finished. Yes. So, Tony, before we start talking about your quote, mm -hmm. we have to dance for 30 seconds because... Let's, let's do it. Because I absolutely love to dance. So, I'm going to set the timer. Okay. Here we go. This is something you don't know about me. I'm an excellent chair dancer. <laughs> yeah, like if I, I could it. just if I could just do uh, you know the the upper body movement yes. and not have to do the legs, you know I could do that. Yeah, I could do that all day. <laughs> it's another hidden it. skill. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
So I am so excited um, to have you on my, that you're my first person to interview because, uh-oh, sorry, the timer's going off. See, this is, <laughs> this is live and in Memorex, what y'all getting right here. This I is love li- This is live and in Memorex. Okay, so. <laughs> let's see. I think that's it. We'll see what happens. Um, so one of the. You know, one of the great things that you helped me to do with this podcast is to really flush it out so that it made mm-hmm. sense. And so one of the things that you helped me with is what is it? Why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And I do it because I want to inspire, empower and transform. And what is a kind human? Right. Like, what is what is that? Right. And so I, I took elements of that and put it in the song because kind humans speak kindness, show kindness, and also stimulate kindness in others. I love it. Yes. See? (laughs) Hey, I'm a good student. I love it. (laughs) I'm a good student. And I love the the use of the word kind as opposed to like nice. Yes. You know what I mean? You can be nice to someone without being very kind to them. Absolutely. That's an important, important distinction there. So I love yes. that. Yes. Yes. So, Tony, I would love to hear what your favorite quote is. Okay. You ready for this? I am. Here's the quote. And it's kind of an ad- adaptation of a quote. But the quote is, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. You use, I love that. Who That's said it? Well, here's the complicated thing. Okay. It's attributed to the American psychologist Abraham Maslow, even though there's no record of him actually saying it. Uh, the quote, you know, it's 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 easy to see everything as a nail when it look, when all you have is a hammer. Yeah. is generally attributed to Abraham Maslow. Okay, got it. Yeah. Well, he's the master, so he is. He is. Yes. A lot of people know him for the Maslow hierarchy of yes. needs. It's a main thing, but he also did a great study on cognitive bias hmm. and that's where that quote stems from is cognitive it. bias research yeah got it okay so tony talk to me about the quote and why you picked it and what it means to you yeah well number one right on a very basic you know foundational level we'll start kind of basic and go deeper yeah um it's good ear candy like it i is. look for ear candy and what i mean by that is the things that you can say that will capture people's attention i love the phrase ear candy right and so certain things just sound good to hear yes and that's a great technique to use to get people to listen to you or to capture someone's attention or to you know use it as a pattern interrupt in the mind of the individual in front of you so on the basic level like when you just hear it even if you don't know what it means, it sounds good. It does. Right? It does. I, I told someone the other day that they need to learn to swallow their own medicine. And someone was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and, but it captured their attention, right? That's it sounds good. And they're yes. just like, okay, well, what does that mean? So I love I love that uh, idea of the quote because of how it sounds, the ear candy. Yeah. But also the idea of like awakening someone to their bias is huge. And it's never been more important than it is in our society today because we need to be able to be open to some of the things that we may be biased to. Yeah. Right. Which is a really, really 
difficult thing to do. Like I'm, yes. I'm talking about this, but I still struggle with this to this day. And I have yes. to stop sometime and say, okay, am I a hammer looking for a nail right now? Is that what I'm oh doing? Oh my gosh. Yes. You know? And so I love it because it, for me, it's a constant reminder of checking your bias and making sure that you are being objective in your yes. decision making, especially yes. for me, someone who I'm always live, I'm always online, like giving my opinions, sharing my thoughts on things, yes. confabulating, as I like to say it, you know, <laughs> when I'm it. doing that, I, I, I do hold myself to a standard of objectivity and truth. Yes. So when I research things and when I read things, I'm in search or pursuit of the truth. And so in order to really get there, I need to check my biases. I need yes. to make sure that I'm not just a hammer looking for a nail and yes. I'm being like completely open to wherever the road leads. Yes. Yeah. That is such a great, great analogy. And it's so interesting because when I heard that, I went directly to get some more tools. Mm -hmm. Like you can, a hammer is not going... <laughs> You can't fix a toilet with a hammer. Right. That is not going to work. <laughs> right. And so you got to get some screwdriver. You got to get a screwdriver. You got to get a, you know, all yep. those other tools that I don't know right. what they're used for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, that's that's an yeah. interesting thing, too. And, like, and, and, you know, it's not to demonize the hammer either yes yes right? thank you for that yes <laughs> because the hammer sometimes is the right tool <laughs> right is. yes and so in sales you know uh, people in sales always feel like they have great instincts mm -hmm. right and some mm -hmm. sales coaches would say you need to get rid of your instincts and just ask great questions and do discovery and get to the bottom of things and da, 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 da. and that's true right you don't need mm -hmm. to do those things but in addition to that, like what what I coach people to do instead, because it's hard to not follow your instincts or not follow your intuition. What I try to coach people to do instead is, OK, lean into your instincts, mm. believe, but prove them. Right. Prove them. Prove OK, your so instincts. what does that mean? So if I have an idea about something or an instinct or an inclination that something may be true, then it's my job to go and seek out that thing to see if it's actually true. So in the sales world, if I'm interacting with the customer and I believe their um, buying reason is going to be that they're running from something, mm -hmm. instead of just me acting on that assumption, I need to prove it. So I need to ask the right questions that would give them an opportunity to provide me with that information yes. and have, and I have to be open to that also not being the case. Yes. Right. Same thing yes. with, you know, research. I need to go and prove out my theory or my assumption. And sometimes I go and I prove it out and I was exactly right. Sometimes I was completely wrong, but I need to be open to doing that before I take action on what I think or whatever my assumption is. Right. So, you know, being yes. the hammer in a situation is not a bad thing, but you just got to make sure it's the right situation for a hammer. Because if it's not, you're probably going to destroy something. You know, it's so funny that you say that because I think in most situations, I just go with, I think, okay, I'm just going to go with my gut, however that mm -hmm. feels. Mm -hmm. And that does work, but mm -hmm. listening to you makes me also... Um, realize that I might need to be open 
to is this really true? What is this saying? Yeah. Ask more questions like, you know, am I in this? Am I using a hammer for everything? Mm-hmm. Or could I use like uh, a mullet? Is it called? No. A mallet? Mallet. <laughs> That's right. hammer-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, you just brought up an interesting point, right? So I'm a I'm a go with my gut type of guy as yeah. well. But it depends on the situation, right? So if I'm trying to determine uh, how I feel about something, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to go with my gut because there's no there's no facts in my feelings. You know, it's just the way that I feel. Or if I have to make a decision and I have limited to no information, then I have to just go with my gut. But. For me, I try to exhaust the opportunity to find truth and find facts prior to making a decision. And it doesn't always work. (laughs) It's not always uh, perfect. Right. But, you know, I try to exhaust the facts and get whatever information that is uh, available to me before I make a decision. Right. And I don't need to be, you know, someone told me a mentor told me once most decisions you only need about 60% certainty Hmm. meaning like you don't have to be a hundred percent sure you just have to be more sure than you're not sure so that's okay amazing yeah (laughs) so once I get to about 60% I'm like okay well this 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 feels like the right thing yeah I have enough facts and data and information to back it up yes let's go yeah right so there's a little bit of a balancing act there you know it's so funny that you say that because you know we're in these times where there's a lot of conversation around race. Mm -hmm. And I was getting my nails done and my nail lady let me listen to this um, video or this pot interview where this lady was talking about this, um, this study that was done on teachers from a conference was about 135 teachers and they told the teachers that they wanted them to review the bad behavior of ki- of kids. Mm-hmm. So there was a white boy, a white girl, a black boy, and a <clears throat> black girl. But what the teachers didn't know is that there was no bad behavior in the videos. Right. And so in my mind, I went straight to Oh, I wonder if all the teachers were white. Mm-hmm. That's what that's where I went. Right. And so I thought, so okay, so in the in the um study, when they showed the video, they used eye, I don't know what it's called. I like the eye detection technology yes, to yes, find out eye which detection. were their eye. Yeah. Yes. And most, I want to say maybe 93% of the teachers, their eye went to the black boy. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that, I was like, hmm, but I thought, let me do some research. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me do some research. And it turns out that that was the behavior from the te- there were white and black teachers who mm-hmm. did that the eye movement and it went to the black boy. And so it was just interesting. I was really proud of myself that I went and did the extra 
mile to do the research myself to find out. And so I think that especially in a lot of what we're experiencing during these times with news and Facebook and everything, that like you're saying, sometimes we need to go the extra mile and do the research for ourselves. Yeah, and that's that's becoming increasingly difficult, right? Yes. Because, and you know, I, I don't want to get like like preachy, but yeah. we live in a society where it's much easier to listen to rhetoric than it is to like talk about the facts or research yes. the facts, right? Yes. So I talk to people all the time, and you know, whether it's sports, whether it's politics, whether it's religion, yeah, right? People are always talking about what people are saying about the thing but yes. not actually reading the thing yeah right so people yes. get all caught up about what this news station or that news station said about the bill but yes. nobody read the bill yes right yes. people will talk about uh you know what max kellerman or stephen a smith said about the game but didn't watch the game yes you know they'll talk about what this person said about the Bible or this person said about the Bible, yes. but don't actually read the scriptures. Yes. And so like we always do ourselves an injustice if we don't take the extra mile to pursue the truth. Yes. Right. We always have, I, I feel strongly about an obligation to pursue the truth. That doesn't mean that you always get it right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you always find it, but you always mm-hmm. put in an effort to try to pursue the truth. And maybe that's like uh an old school journalist mindset that I've picked up somewhere along the way. But, you know, the, yeah. the, the facts are always the more compelling story. Yes. The facts are always the more uh, entertaining aspect of, of anything, really, if you take yes. time to just look at the facts. Now, there's always going to be people who, uh, you know, pontificate about the facts. Yep. There are always people that can uh, sway or try to manipulate the facts yep. or theorize the facts and yep. well this line really means this because if you yep. put it in there's always going to be that yep. but at least start at the same playing field of yes. okay we all know the facts now. Now <laughs> let's pontificate. Now let's yes. have a conversation. Now let's confabulate yes. about it. But at least we yes. all know the facts first. Yes. And even like you said in a lot of what we hear that goes on in social media, in the news, what I find myself doing at times, is just putting, just hitting the pause button, mm-hmm. not responding, just giving it a little time, Yeah, <laughs> you know, not being a part of the cancel culture. Right. <laughs> and just really taking a breath and just, you know, give it a minute. And right. in that minute, more information is able to come forth instead of just a knee-jerk reaction and it goes and it goes back to you know the quote right so am i here i always ask myself that question am i a hammer looking for a nail right now so sometimes i'll see the rhetoric and i know Mm -hmm. it's not true because i read the bill or i read the thing or whatever i had a debate with a family member uh about uh colin kaepernick's workout and uh, why he didn't want to participate the way the NFL wanted him to participate. We're having this dialogue, and in the middle of it, I stopped and said, wait, did you read the contract? <laughs> and they're like, no, and you didn't either. I was like, no, 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 I did. <laughs> I did, right? Yes. But sometimes I'll get into the, some of those uh, you know, those debates, 
And I have to, you know, I may type up a response and I stop and I say, wait a minute, have I done the research? Wait a minute, is this my bias showing up? Am I just a hammer looking for a nail in the situation? Did I already believe something prior to this happening? And now I just looked for the information that would confirm what I already feel. Yeah. And that's the part that runs deep that I think a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. When when you look at like a search engine like Yahoo or Bing or Google mm-hmm. or even our voice searches, mm-hmm. um, their job is to bring us information that's most likely to keep us on the platform. Yes. Well, that that information <laughs> may not be the true information. Yes. Right. And yeah. so they're going to show you what they think you want to see. Mm-hmm. But then it goes, well, how do they know that? Well, one, they, they, they see your search history. They know your cookie. But here's the biggest part. And what you search in the search bar normally shows your bias. Mm, right. Yes, and yes. so like if I wanted to if I wanted to prove that Tawana was wrong about something, mm-hmm. what am I going to search? Was Tawana wrong yes. about <laughs> You know what I mean? And so there's going to be millions of articles on both sides, but they're going to show me the ones that say Tawana wrong about X, you know, because they they want to show me information they think I want to hear. Right. Yes. And so, um, you know, someone had a search where they searched uh, was is slavery still uh, is uh, slavery as bad as they say it is or is racism mm-hmm. still alive in America? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. What's going to take those keywords and, you know, take out the articles. It's going to take those keywords and just show you that. Yes. And so, like, you know, sometimes you have to go you have to search for a source yes. and read that source and not your opinion or your perceived opinion yes. on that source. Right. Yes. So that's what I try to do all the time. If I want to know about you know, slavery or the Virginia mm-hmm. slave codes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask how bad was slavery <laughs> in Virginia. Right. I'm going to just search Virginia slave codes and it's going to bring me up, you know, then I'm going to fact check my source and make sure that I have a solid source. And then I'm going to read through what the actual document says from the 1600s, you know? That is so informative because hearing you say that makes me think about am when not am when I type that bias in there Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to get more information for what I believe yeah instead of just getting the information right it's a hammer looking for a nail people believe like they'll read a CNN article or MSNBC or Fox News article and think that that was research and it's like, well, no, they, they're bringing you, you know, information from a secondary place. They're not yes. the source of that information. Yes. One thing yes. about the news is that they don't create news. Right. They deliver news. Yes. And so, like, if someone tells me what someone said, I want to see in today's time the video of what they said or yes. the transcript of what they said. Yes. And then I can learn, like, what, you know, all these other organizations, what their interpretation of what the transcript says or what the video showed. Yes. Then I could do that. But first, like, let me give me the raw data, the raw information, yes. the, the actual facts. And then I could listen to your interpretation of those facts. That's very interesting. And, you know, another thing that popped in my head was I know for myself, especially during these times, when there are times where I'm listening mm-hmm. 
for a question or for a response mm-hmm. because I already know how I'm going to respond. Right. <laughs> so that is me looking for, I'm a hammer looking for a nail. Absolutely. When what I could do is to lean in and ask more questions mm-hmm. about why they're, their question or why they responding that way instead of having what I believe is yeah. <laughs> the answer. Anytime I hear something that I don't agree with, right. When I'm, I'm looking on the internet, I see something that doesn't align with my truths or my mm-hmm. values or my morals. Mm-hmm. I instantly become curious. Yes. Like I instantly want to know why I, I want to understand why you think the way that you think. I don't. I don't want to. I don't have to agree with it, but I, right. I would like to understand why you take that position or why you have yeah. that stance. And it could be for a number of reasons. I'm not even going to assume a reason. Right. Okay? If I can right. have a dialogue with someone, if I can, if I can actually talk to someone, have a dialogue with them, like I just want to. I just want to understand why, and not yeah. why, so I can attack you. Like, I exactly. just want to know, yes. I just want to know why so that I understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when I see things from people who, from my perspective, right? And that's the only perspective that I, I possess. Yeah. yeah. Like, what you're doing doesn't even benefit you. So let me figure out, like, what it is yes. that you believe you're getting out of this so that I can better understand at least that point of view. That's yeah. why I watch videos of, you know, uh, pundits that I don't agree with at all mm-hmm. just to get, I just need that side. I need another perspective. I, I yes. believe perspective is a gift. Yes. And anytime you can receive someone else's perspective, yes. you grow 10 times taller. Like yes. I believe that. Yeah. And so, you know, I try to go around and gain perspective when I don't understand things and try not to default into what's natural, which is like to defend myself and like, you know, yes. these are my values and my principles and my morals. Yes. And this is the way I feel. And, you know, I try to fight that as much as I can yes. to get into a position of curiosity so I could hopefully open my mind up to different possibilities and different yes. perspectives. That doesn't mean I'm going to adapt them. Doesn't mean I'm going uh, to to not adopt them. It just means that I'm going to at least uh, get the information and then assess the data after that. Yes. I love, love, love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it because it's giving me another tool to use. There you go. In my toolbox. Yeah. And so, um, you know, at the end of these segments, we do something called the coaching corner. Okay. And that's where we give tips and tools of or learning aha moments mm-hmm. that our listeners can take away with them. And so I would like for you, Coach Extraordinaire, <laughs> <laughs> to, to offer uh, some takeaways for our listeners as it relates to uh, the quote that you brought with you today. Yeah. So uh, the coaching behind that quote, um, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Here's the here's the coaching that I would give on that. Check your bias by being able to ask great questions. Specifically, questions of yourself. Mm. Questions that take you deeper to the root 
of the thoughts, feelings, and actions that surround you and consume you on a daily basis. Yes. Because that will help you start to unlock some of the mysteries of your life, right? Yes. When you're wondering why some of the same things are happening or wondering why you keep having these tension moments or these pain points, be really masterful at asking yourself great questions because that will start to unlock the the stories we tell ourselves right the yes that starts to unlock those stories and we can start to get down to the root of things because the root of things is the only way we can start to resolve problems yes because it all starts and ends with us 100 percent. we can only control our own thoughts and behaviors 100 percent. yep mr sanders <laughs> It has been such a pleasure. I agree. Thanks Thank for having you. me on your show. Oh my this gosh. Fun. Listen, tell the kind humans where <laughs> they can connect with you. I'm at Tony R. Sanders literally everywhere. My <laughs> website is TonyRSanders.com. Facebook.com slash Tony. Like everywhere you want to find me, just search Tony R. Sanders. I'll be there. I love it. Thank you so much, Tony. This was a black, you know, I'm going to. We're going to lead out with my song. I'm going to redo it so you can hear my voice. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with me today. It was certainly a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Here, I'm singing. And with the quotes, we create kind humans who speak kindness, show kindness, be a kind human. Be a kind human.